Welcome to the Believer's Voice of Victory from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. Download the notes at kcm.org slash notes. That's why speaking in tongues is so important. Because we bypass our mind and what we know in the natural and get into the spirit and we pray the perfect will of God. Absolutely. And bring these things to pass that God desires to happen. Praying in the Spirit is a mighty weapon to stop the plans of the enemy. Gloria Copeland and her guest Billy Brim teach us how praying in the Spirit brings God's plans into the earth to manifest His glory, next on The Believer's Voice of Victory. Now listen with all your heart, Billy's going to tell us something. Well, we've been talking about God has to have something. He's got to have a body. He's got to have it in the earth yes. praying yes. Uh, to stop the strategies of the enemy and to pray in the plans of God. As, uh, as to stopping the strategies of the enemy, when we went to Prayer Mountain in the Ozarks and he told us to, to and it's now 300 acres out in the boonies, mm -hmm. but when we established it as a place of prayer, I just happened to look in this book and what he told me for two purposes. Number one, pray in the plans of God, and we're going to talk yep. about that today. But he also said to stop the strategies of the enemy. And you know what he said to me? there didn't have to be an Oklahoma City. Oh. At that time, what had happened, the Murrah building in Oklahoma City had been bombed by, yes. I think his name was Timothy McVeigh. You yeah. remember? Uh -huh. Brought in a load of uh, explosives. Mm. And he said to me, there didn't have to be an Oklahoma City. Oh, yeah. So things can be stopped that the enemy stopped. has planned. Mm -hmm. But it's going to take the church working with God in saying and praying and really for something like this, you don't know there's going to be an Oklahoma City. You no. can't just use your faith and say, well, no, Timothy McVeigh won't come. You don't know. You have to hear words. You have to hear God. You have to pray in tongues and in the spirit. And that's why we're getting people uh, recruiting you this week Yes, amen. To, to sign up and commit yourself for 30 minute praying in tongues. That's what the Lord told to me. He showed me a clock, a 24-hour clock, and he said, divide it into pie-shaped pieces and get people to commit themselves to pray for 30 minutes, a certain 30 minutes, or to be floaters. And they can pray at any time during the day, but that way we'll have thousands of people oh, all around the earth Jesus. praying. This is not the kind of prayer, if any two of you agree. Well, it's not that kind of a prayer. You have that kind of a prayer. It's one of the yes. kinds of prayer. And in Brother Hagin's book, you're going you to see... You have some supernatural knowledge. This one is higher than that. Yeah. It's not just for your healing or my yeah. healing or prosperity. This is something in the earth God wants to stop 9-11. Yeah. Yeah. God wants Amen. to stop a terrorist. Mm -hmm. So he can use... He wants to stop... They were ready to bury Donald Oman like yesterday. Dead. But Brother Halverson sat up and... Uh, Brother Don Loman was over in Lebanon, but Brother Halverson, God found him. He had one that would pray. And he sat up in bed and said, Don Loman, you will live and not die. Praise God. See, he needed those oh, words spoken. The supernatural. The supernatural. Mm. Now, stop the strategies of the enemy. Pray in the plan of God. There are three groups of people, the Jews, the nations, the church. The church is the body of Christ. He's got a plan for us before we leave here to walk in the glory. 
Amen. A glorious church. Hallelujah. And the lighter it gets, the more critical it the gets. The more critical it gets. So I want you to turn to the book that tells us all about the glorious church. And that's the book of Ephesians. And in the book of Ephesians in chapter 5, verse 25, I have it down on the paper, but I like to, to look in my Bible. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Ephesians 5 and verse 25. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, King James says. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to read that in uh, NASB and all other translations say, gave himself for her. For her. Because that's what it is. So that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word, that he might present her to himself a glorious church. A glorious church filled with the glory of God. Yes, amen. No spots. Not no having a spot or wrinkle. Mm -hmm or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. Amen. And in this passage, it shows us he's the bridegroom. We're the bride. He's washing us with the water of the word. The Eastern brides were washed. Read about Esther washed and they had uh, oils put on them and they were prepared. But he's prepared us with the washing of water of the word. So that he might present us to himself. There is a married supper of the Lamb. We will be presented to him. And he is the most glorious bridegroom Praise ever God. there was. And we are the most glorious bride. So shortly before Jesus comes, I don't know how long it's going to be, Gloria. I don't know if it's going to be 10 minutes, 10 days. I don't know, 10 hours. But there's going to be a time when this church is absolutely walking in the glory Praise God. and donning the glory. And it's happening right now. It's happening right now. It's happening at Eagle Mountain. It's happening at other places. So on here telling us about this, it says in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 30, we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. And verse 32, this is a great mystery. But I speak concerning Christ and the church. It is a great what? A great mystery. Now, what do we find in 1 Corinthians 14, chapter 2? He that speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not unto men, but unto God. Mm -hmm. No man hears him. Howbeit in the Spirit, in the spirit. he speaks Mysteries. In the New Testament, this Greek word mysterion, it means secrets. And it, in fact, it's usually used in the common usage of the day for divine secrets. God has some divine secrets. He has some mysteries. They are identified in the Word of God as mysteries. In 2 Thessalonians, he talks to us about the mystery of iniquity meaning the Antichrist. In uh, Romans 11, he talks to us about the mystery of Israel. So he has plans for Israel. He, has, mm -hmm. he, 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 wants to, he wants to and he will orchestrate things that have to do with the iniquity and he's going to settle that mystery of iniquity. There are other things called mysteries in the New Testament. 
but one of the ones always identified as the hidden mystery is the mystery of the church, the body of Christ. In the Old Testament, sometimes the prophets made prophesies about it, but they didn't know what it was talking about. Mm -hmm. It was hidden. Mm -hmm. It was hidden in God. There was a mystery concerning a body that God was going to raise up. But the time had not yet come. The time had not yet come. And in fact, Gloria, the mystery of the church, the mystery of the body of Christ is not in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. It's not there. We see Jesus in his earth walk. Mm -hmm. We see him then start talking in John chapter 14. He starts talking about a new day. But it took that apostle Paul and he went away. You can add up the years in Galatians chapter 1. He went away for 17 years and God revealed to him the mystery of the church. And it is the mystery of the body. You could read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and you think you could get it because you've read the rest of the Bible. You think you could understand, but you couldn't. Hmm. Nowhere in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John do you see that he's going to raise up a body and he's going to be the head of the body and the body's going to be in the earth and have the authority. But positionally, he is seated Christ at his right hand, the head And the body is seated with him positionally. He's the head, we're the body. That's right. And Brother Hagin always said, the head and the body, they go by the same name. That's good. You're the body of Christ and you've got access to his name. Amen. You married Kenneth Copeland, you've got access to Kenneth Copeland's name. And we have access here in the earth to the name of Jesus. Praise God, that's right. And in the name of Jesus, from our position here, we then are to speak and to pray God's will into the earth. Take authority. Take authority. Now, one of the best places about this mystery is Colossians 1.26. And he says there in, in that, he says, I speak to you the mystery, the hidden mystery. I'm going to, I didn't mark that, but I'm going to get it here. Colossians 1.26. Paul is revealing the mystery and he writes, Even the mystery which hath been hid from ages and from generations, but now is made manifest to his saints, to whom God would or wills to make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery, among the nations, the Gentiles, which is, here's the mystery, Christ in, in you, you, the praise God. hope of glory. Jesus. When we're born again, He comes into us, our hope of total glorification. Mm-hmm. And as we look in the Word as though it's a mirror, the Holy Ghost changes us from one degree of glory to the next, one degree of glory to the next. And as you said on an earlier broadcast, the glory of God is the presence of God. So each born again believer has the ability to manifest God's glory. Now we're talking about prayer. Mm -hmm. And we're talking about getting glory into the earth. Now, it's the last days. Turn to Romans 26. 
And we're talking about the glorious church and we're talking about prayer having a part to do with God's glory. What chapter would it be? Romans chapter 8, eight. and verse 26. I think I said wrong. Thanks for correcting me. 8, 20. Well, I don't get to do that very no. often. Oh, praise the Lord. <laughs> now, Romans 8, what a wonderful chapter it is. Marvelous chapter. Now, just to show you that this talking about the end of days and, the, and what we call the end of days, the Bible calls, look at what it says in verse 17. It tells us that we're children of God and we're heirs, <laughs> heirs of God, and we're joint heirs with the anointed one, Amazing. with Christ. And if it so be that we suffer with him or endure with him, this life here on the earth, we will also be glorified together. You are headed for complete Glory glorification. To Thank you, Lord. Mm-mm-mm. I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory, glory uh-huh. presence of God, yeah. which shall be revealed where? In us. Glory to God. In this church in the earth, this body of Christ, it's going to come forth into glorification before we leave here. And now he says, even creation is crying out out for this. For the earnest expectation of creation waits for the manifestation of the sons of God. Of the sons of God. The trees, they, they drop their fruit and it rots on the ground. Their leaves fall off in the winter. The flowers, even the little pansies that are so strong, they droop finally. Mm-hmm. And he says, Mm-mm. creation is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. Creation was made subject to vanity, not willingly. This is a parenthetical. Sin sin did it. And righteousness will change it when that time comes. But look at verse 21. Creation itself shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption. There will come a day when the fruit will rot. Yes, glory to God. Creation itself will be released from the curse, you might say. Mm-hmm. From the bondage of corruption into what? The glory, the glorious liberty of the sons of God, the children of God. Yeah. Look at verse 12. We know that the whole creation groans and travails in pain together until now. This whole creation is groaning. The earth is cracking. They have earthquakes. They're having this and that. It's groaning and traveling. But not only creation. Verse 23. But ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves. And that's a part of travail and prayer. Mm -hmm. Waiting for the adoption, the redemption of our body. Redemption of our body. For we're saved by hope. 
Hope that is not seen is hope that is seen is not hope. We still have the hope of total glorification. Verse 25. But if we hope for that which we see not, then we do with patience wait for it. And likewise, what does likewise mean? In the very same way, in the mm-hmm. very same manner. In the very same manner what? Back up to verse 22. Creation is groaning and traveling for the glory And verse 26, likewise, in the same manner, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit also helps our infirmity. King James has a plural there, but it's not. It's only one infirmity. And it tells you right away which one it is. The Holy Spirit helps our infirmity. Here it is. We know not what we should pray for as we ought with our heads, our noggins. We don't know exactly how to pray in this glory. Mm-hmm. That's what it's talking about, the glory, the glorification. We don't know exactly how to pray it in, but the Holy Spirit, but we will pray like creation's praying with groanings and travails. Mm-hmm. We know not. The Holy Spirit helps our infirmity, for we know not what we should pray as we ought but the Spirit Himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered, and the Greek means inarticulate speech. Tongues, travel. That's why God is asking us now for 30 minutes. 30 minutes of our day in which we don't have an agenda, but we give ourselves to Him And he's going to be using that time and he's going to be giving us utterance to pray in the plans of God. Praise God. And the plan of God for the church is the glory Glory and glorification. Amen. And many days when you sit there and you're praying and people from around the world are praying, he's going to use us to pray in the glorious church. Praise God. And the glory of God. You know, this scripture uh, 28 it's tied in with that intercession. Sure it is. Because we know that all things that are happening is not for our good. You got it. But it says, uh, all things work together for them that love God and to those who are called according to His purpose. So in the intercession of the will of God, the will of God is all things work for our good. Good. Yeah. And what did He say to Moses when Moses said, let me see your glory? He said, let my goodness pass before yeah. you. Oh, Billy, oh. that is great. I just now got that. I just now got oh, that. Like Praise it. God. Ooh, that so, is so good. So this prayer, the Holy Spirit helps us make intercession with groanings which cannot be uttered is working together for the glory. And he that searches the hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit. I don't know the mind of the Spirit. <sighs> But he does, and he lives in me. That's why speaking in tongues is so important. Because we bypass our mind and what we know in the natural and get into the Spirit, and we pray the perfect will of God. Absolutely. And bring these things to pass that God desires to happen. Absolutely. Glory to God. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And that's the prophecy that we've been reading that Brother Hagin, God gave through Brother Hagin, misplaced it right now, but he spoke to us exactly through that prophecy 
well, that when we it. get our tongues hooked up to our spirits and yeah, the Holy yeah, Spirit, yeah, here it yeah. is, here it is, See, here it is. Probably beyond our knowledge. Yeah. Speaking by the Spirit, yeah. not just speaking words out of your own mind or thinking, but speaking by the Spirit, mm-hmm. words that are inspired by the Spirit of God, words that well up from within you out of your spirit, given to you by the Holy Ghost. Oh, glory to God. Those words spoken boldly bring forth oh, great my. happenings. That's what he's asking us to do. The Holy Spirit will help us make the utterances that will bring forth the happening of the glorious church. That's right, Billy. That's right. That's awesome. It's awesome. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praying in other tongues is so vital to bringing the plan of God to pass. Because we bypass what we know with our head up here. In the Spirit, we speak what? Mysteries. Mysteries. Glory to God, and those mysteries come to pass. And that's what he's trying to get to come to to pass right now as a glorious church. You might say, well, I've never been baptized in the Holy Spirit. Well, find out where the church is where people believe God and where they have uh, the gifts of the Spirit in operation and people get healed and so on. And you'll find people that know how. And and Gloria, you've got a 24-hour prayer here. We have 24-hour prayer. Somebody could lead them into the baptism with the Holy Spirit. if you want to receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit, call the prayer line and they'll help you and they'll give you some material to help you learn. I'm telling you, your spirit, my spiritual life didn't go anywhere until I received the Holy Spirit. I got born again. Yes. I would have gone to heaven if I died early, but I didn't grow until no. after I received the Holy Spirit, the and, baptism in the Holy And Spirit. God has asked us to pray this in. Yeah. Yeah. And Jesus prayed in 17. That's really the Lord's prayer. Mm-hmm. And he said, Father, glorify me. And he said, the glory... This is verse 22. This is John. This is John 17, verse 22. The glory which you gave me, I have given them that they may be one as we are one. Mm -hmm. There's something about unity that brings the glory and the presence. Allows the glory to come. Remember how he said, no schism in the body. That's right. So the Lord is asking us now. To walk in love. To pray together. This is, uh, Sharon Doherty told me, Billy, this is a way we can pray in unity. That's right. We can pray in the Holy Ghost in unity. That's right. And so he told me, make a 24-hour... In the Spirit. In the Spirit. Make a 24-hour prayer clock. Get people to devote 30 minutes a day. Even you don't have to call us. You just do it. And you sit before the Lord and you say, here I am. I don't have an agenda, Lord. But you told me that if I pray in an unknown tongue, I'm praying your mysteries. Praise God. And here I am. I'm giving you my vessel, my tongue. Thank you, Lord. And you just start out. Glory to God. He won't pass you by. Amen. He won't pass you by. He will use you to pray in the glory. And he will use you to stop the strategies of the enemy. Amen. Praise God. Jesus is coming soon. We're going to be ready, and we're going to be that glorious church. Yes, we church. are going to be the glorious church. Glory to God. Billy and I will be right back. We hope you enjoyed today's teaching from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. Be sure to get the notes at kcm.org notes. And remember, Jesus is Lord.